0: What's good, everyone? You are listening to WKNC eighty-eight point one FM HD One Raleigh. We are a student-run non nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm Valkyrie, and this is off the record. Here with me today is Renee, founder of LFG Fest. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are
0: you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself sure. and kind of how you got into making this really cool festival?
1: Well, um, thanks. Um. Uh, I got into this because I wanted to work with musicians and I love live music. I tried to do straight jobs doing like um, uh, psych tech and doing uh, paralegal work, and I just I hated the culture of it. So I wanted to do something that resonated with me and I could use those skills in the music industry.
0: Sure. Um, first of all, thank you so much for naming it LFG Fest and not the uh, extension of that so we can say it on air. Um, <laughs> So what is LFG Fest? If you were to sum it up, like in a, in you know a few sentences or a paragraph or so. Um,
1: yeah, it's a mix of punk, noise, and hip hop with uh, a message of let's have fun, let's rage, let's get weird, but in a safe place. So I just wanted to kind of create a community for. People that might not feel like they fit in and they like music that's not mainstream to come and get together and discover new music.
0: Sure, you yeah, know that's a really good point about safe space because whenever you think of you know punk or a, a noise show, it's it's probably in some some dusty venue or something, and and this is this is much better than than that. Yeah, um, we really appreciate that. So, what was like the inspiration or I guess like ethos behind uh, LFG Fest of like deciding to combine that with like you mentioned a, a safer space?
1: Um, I think it was because uh, I had uh, familiarity with the artists who are performing, and I, if I had not seen them live, I've seen videos of their content and their music, and to me they're all kind of progressive artists that are kind of breaking different boundaries, and I felt like I wanted to initially bring that fest or this lineup, to South by Southwest, but Uh, That would be cost prohibitive. So I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe I'll just do a little event here um, in the triangle. And um, also there were other events that used to, other music festivals, larger music festivals that used to happen in Los Angeles and in Austin. One was uh, FYF Fest and then the other one was Fun 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 Fest. And so the branding and the thinking behind it was kind of in line with those festivals. Along with just wanting to bring artists that I think are very talented and very creative to um, to the Triangle to perform.
0: Sure. So, are there? Um, I, I noticed there are definitely a number of local artists. Was there like a local focus? Do you look at like kind of a region of the U.S. or is it like more of like a a genre thing?
1: Um, it was a a region a region region and genre thing. Um, I think the artists that. I picked were just artists that don't usually get to tour because of the expenses associated with touring. And um, I wanted to focus on uh, artists from smaller communities because they definitely have a DIY ethos. And I feel like they just, they're prolific in the music that they produce, but they don't always uh, get the, get the press that they deserve.
0: So is this like, yeah, you mentioned like, artists can often like not leave their own areas is that like something that's endemic to like the punk scene or like is it just harder for them to like get like a van together and and, and go out there
1: um I think I I mean this is just from my observation I can't speak for them but I think it's just um that you know, most of these artists have day jobs and they don't make their money off of music. So it's a matter of taking time off and, you know, getting a vehicle and booking the venues because most of them book their own tours and they do everything themselves. So it can get a little bit, uh, you know, consuming, time consuming and consuming with expenses. Sure. Um,
0: uh, are there, uh, I yeah, you mentioned a number of, of scenes in local communities, are there also a diversity in the identities of the artists, like who they are? Is this like a, a a great way of kind of showcasing different identities across this scene?
1: I think so. I mean, I really care. I mean, you know, I'm not a white person, so I care about diversity and I, I look for it. I look for people who uh, I don't necessarily see um, on the radars of uh, typical shows. And I really wanted to have uh, diversity in, you know, uh, in different backgrounds and ethnicities and orientations and all that kind of stuff because I think it's important to see artists represented. So that's what I was hoping to do.
0: Um, what do you say is like, I guess, the importance of one of those kind of festivals and like the scene or like just the the general area of, let's say, the Triangle.
1: Um, I'm pretty new to the triangle, so uh, I I just feel like uh, this is uh, you know, I think North Carolina is a purple state more so than where I'm from in Texas, where there are blue islands in a red state. And I like the fact that there is diversity in this community and you can see it when you go out and about. And I think it's just important to kind of create spaces where people feel comfortable coming into and uh where they don't feel like, well, I'm not sure if I should go to this because uh, maybe I don't see representation within that community there. And um, I I think like one thing I noticed is the folks that do come out to shows that are a little bit more rowdy or punk or hardcore is they're super sweet, they're super uh, friendly and they're just there to have fun. And I really like that. And I just wanted to bring more of that into Durham.
0: I see I noticed a lot of like in terms of concerts the 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 best most helpful um kind of most capable of making a concert good are people who have had that kind of experience had that kind of like time in the scene and stuff and often concerts like if you come in not knowing what's going on or because of like a meme or something, it can get kind of hairy so i'm I'm really glad there's a focus on like kind of making sure that there are those established faces in the scene and that's gonna be good um do, you mentioned you're recently in the triangle what would you say some differences just music-wise from your time in like atlanta or houston or wherever you're
1: um i think it's interesting um i wasn't really involved in the music scene too hardcore in atlanta uh i really i mean that atlanta is like the you know the hollywood of the south in a lot of ways so they're like huge artists from there like jermaine dupree and like mary j blige would just show up at different buildings so that was very interesting to me and then uh, houston has a really uh prolific music scene there's a lot of hip-hop like dirty south third coast hip-hop and um but it's very eclectic it's very like you'll have punks and people that like two step in college kids to older folks to folks all coming together at the same music venues and hanging out. It's just a really diverse mix. And in Austin, Austin just had a fiercely like diet LA music culture where it was a little bit like, okay, if you're in Austin, you're really out there to make uh, you know, to put yourself out there and tour and be a professional touring musician. Um, there's also like really great uh punk scenes there and lots of little unique spots where people get together and they have their own little events, like two day events that aren't necessarily festivals, but they're they're bringing artists from other parts of the country or maybe even world to come and perform. And that's kind of what also influenced my thinking about LFG Fest.
0: It's really cool. Um, I, I, I've had friends at Austin who said it's kind of getting like tech broad a bit. I mean, did you notice that? <laughs> oh,
1: Austin? yeah. I mean, uh, if you go to any coffee shop, in, um, in Austin, it feels, I mean, even outside of Austin, everybody's talking about entrepreneurship, startups, funding, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, it can be overwhelming.
0: No, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that definitely one thing about the triangle is that there are all those kind of scenes, but like, because the triangle isn't just one city, it's a bunch of different cities, and that even can often rope in like a Greensboro or something, it's kind of like a lot more spread out. Um, like, like you'll have, but if you combine the triangle, you'd probably have a great electronic rap, punk scene, all that, but like you've got to drive 45 minutes one way to get it, 45 minutes the other way to get it. Like, did that, did you notice that when like planning um, the festival, the kind of, I guess, not centered aspect of the scene?
1: I didn't, but that's not because I didn't look. It was more like I had a single focus in mind. I mean, I am exploring more. Of the triangle to try to learn uh, where the different scenes are, and that it's it's. I mean, like you said, it's spread out, and there are people in Greensboro to Chapel Hill to Raleigh and Durham, and I'm just kind of learning about the different communities. But this was a way to say, hey, we're here in Durham, and you're welcome to come, and I want to meet you.
0: Amazing. <laughs> um, so are are you Durham based? Like, what like drew you to Durham?
1: Um, I. You know texas is a great state in a lot of ways but there are certain things about it that i just wanted to get get away from one of them includes the heat it's like crazy hot there right now it's like over 100 degrees and i was just looking at the weather when i was walking up here and it's like 76 degrees and it's pleasant um what drew me to north carolina and durham is i house sat for a friend in asheville and i just loved north carolina it was just a beautiful state and I have uh, a background doing marketing and booking in um, in different areas. And I just looked for a job here in the Triangle. And Motorco was looking for somebody, but they didn't have a position available. When they did, I moved out here.
0: Oh, so you're like with Motorco directly?
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm their marketing manager. No, <laughs> oh, that's really cool.
0: Um... Tying into Motoko, uh, what do you think about the uh, construction around Motoko and how that's going to influence the, the scene going forward? I know there's a lot of buildings going up with that, like, come ordinances and stuff. Uh, what do you see going forward for, like, that kind of, I guess, entertainment district?
1: It's kind of complicated because I feel like it, it kind of brings, like, um, wealthier folks to the area that can afford the condos and want to go and have a nice evening and you know, they can pay for parking and it kind of of excludes like people that maybe wanna get a little bit more rowdy and you know, are a little bit younger. Um, I think overall, like we book diverse bands, so we're still gonna have that in our booking, but I feel like anytime like gentrification happens, it kind of uh, pushes out communities who are used to being Local to the downtown, so um, it's happening everywhere. It's just really, it's really, I don't know. I want to say unfortunate, and that sounds a lot more negative than I mean it to be. But it's just like it's it's change is always hard.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a big one. It's such such a structural thing that it's like hard to even like conceive of. And yeah, we'll 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 see how that plays out. I mean, the buildings are still under construction. Hopefully, Motorco can still stay diverse, stay radical um, in the future. Um, do you want to have more LFG events in the future going forward? Like, or not just LFG, but like other kind of events similar to protocol
1: Oh, I'd love to. Uh, I'd like to do this again in about a year if there's interest. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to grow a brand new event and uh, try to bring people in and raise awareness. So I'd like to, and I would love to collaborate with other people that want to curate events and, you know, have a passion for music and, and kind of bringing people together and building communities. So I'd love to do that.
0: Um, what were some, if any, like behind the scenes hurdles and putting together like this festival, getting funding for it? I'm, I'm sure with all these moving parts, um, were, were there any kind of challenges there?
1: Yes, I mean, Um, I think the hardest thing is we're such a small team of folks. There is me, our sound engineer, our stage manager, and our senior um, booking talent buyer. And so, you know, um, just coordinating everything and getting people to help with, like, PR. I had somebody outside our organization help us with, you know, Uh, public relations and um, publicity. And it's just getting all that coordinated has been um, challenging. And also just, uh, you try to stay organized, you try to put uh, things together and it's like, um, it's like, oh, uh, things change and things shift and you have to be ready to just pivot to the next idea. Um, The bands have been really great to work with so far. Uh, You know, they're uh they were willing to come out for this from different parts of the country. And so I feel like that wasn't necessarily hard. But I think just like also not having sponsorships, kind of doing it based on, you know, um, you know, selling tickets and passes has been challenging because when you have sponsorship money, it makes such a difference. It's just a little bit easier.
0: Oh, okay, so you didn't go for the sponsor for 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 this one?
1: No, not for this.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Was that like a deliberate choice?
1: Um, it was considered. I thought about it with the, uh, partnerships that the owners of Motorco have, I didn't want to step on their toes and, you know, they had some hesitations about just bringing anybody in. So there was a time crunch, uh, with trying to look into that. And honestly, I kind of just like not having sponsorships. I think sometimes it, uh, dilutes, dilutes the message
0: of the fest. Sure, especially the DIY kind of grounded fest like this. Um, you have mentioned the kind of like, inaccessibility to certain demographics, I've definitely noticed that when I go to Motorco, me and like, my friends tend to be the youngest people there, often the some of the few college students. Um, is there a concerted effort? Or have you all noticed, like, kind of, I shift away from like, young people going to these kind of things? Or it's like, not about, I guess, the the next generation of of people who could produce this kind of music? I'm not sure
1: if I can... Yeah, sorry, I
0: can, um... Um, yeah, have you just, like, noticed a general lack of accessibility for, um, young people in this scene, and are, are, is there, like, ways y'all are thinking about to kind of improve that accessibility?
1: I think about this all the time. Um, so, yes, uh, I, I like to reach like young, well, I want to reach everybody, but I really want to reach young people, uh, you know, college students. And and I'm not sure if there are other DIY spaces that are just more like friends of friends that are throwing house parties and that kind of thing. And I would love to, uh, you know, just be a welcoming space for everybody. But a lot of it, um, a lot of reaching those younger folks is learning about where they hang out, where how to market to them, how to get access to the college campuses, which can be tricky because college campuses are their own organization. Certain things need approval. Um, So, I mean, I wanted to do just guerrilla campaigning where we just leave stuff all over campus, but then also, you know, I work for Motorco and I don't want to be disrespectful to the, uh, you know, to the campus and the colleges.
0: Sure. And especially Duke has a bit of a reputation of not engaging with the area as much, um, so yeah, that, that can often be hard to, like, kind of penetrate the, the Duke bubble. Totally get that. Um, I, I know this, you, you mentioned that it combines hip-hop punk and noise and stuff. Um, hip-hop and punk are, to a lot of people, they sound complete, like, completely different genres. Like, what would you say is the kind of connection between those two genres? There definitely are connections
1: between them. Um, That's a cool question, because I, think like a lot of people are like if you say oh do you like punk they'll be like and they primarily listen to hip-hop you think they're gonna be like no but I think there's an ethos there that they they share a lot of the same kind of uh just values I can't think of another word um and I feel like you know they're kind of anti-establishment and like you know, they're very like, they create their own culture. And what I've seen over the years, you know, cause you know, I grew up listening to like the Beastie Boys and like uh, Run DMC and some of the later, like third coast hip hop stuff. And um, there's a blending of like people that are listening to all this different kind of music and they're mixing it together, like, uh, Blackie is one of the artists from Houston that's performing, and he doesn't just do hip-hop. He does, like, industrial music. He listens to, like, sh- you know, he, like, Show Me the Body. He could perform with some of these artists. In fact, Tony has a song um, that he DJed where he um, blended, like, um, a country song and, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember the name of it and uh, Ring the Bell, which is a hip hop song. And he did it so smoothly, it was really cool. And it's because like those folks have eclectic taste. And then with like with punk, I feel like I've known people who kind of, uh, who are in the punk scene, but they also will go and tour manage for different hip hop artists because, you know, they, they vibe with each other. They kind of like the same things. And in terms of music, I think that there's a lot of overlap that I'm I'm hearing, uh, and it's it didn't just start like maybe in the late 90s, but it it kind of has grown over time where genres are just blending. If something sounds good, like people are going to be into it. If you want to mosh to it, you can mosh to it. Like uh, Juice Lord is a local artist, and he um. His nickname is the Mosh Pit Messiah, and he has such a good punk energy. But he's still hip hop, and I think I think he's amazing. I think he's a he's an, uh a rock star, total rock star.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, well, we we, we at the station love Juice Lord. We're we're big big fans of him. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you t- you touch a lot on those kind of connections between sort of the, the anti-establishment stuff. Um, most scenes are unfortunately getting co-opted, you know, corporately, pop punk, and whatever major label hip hop. Is that like, is that like an obstacle, or is that like an opportunity to to kind of grow new aspects of each of those scenes?
1: I think it's a it's an opportunity. Um, there was an article that recently came out, I think in Rolling Stone, where uh, you know I believe the artist was Travis Scott and um his he has a new album out i didn't listen to it i haven't heard it and it references kanye west and kanye west uh had uh been compared to blackie uh maybe about like a little over eight years ago and so it's it's always like uh there are always connections within music where if somebody uh gets recognition and the writers or the journalists in music go and they can pull out a name of an artist that isn't as well known as Kanye West. It makes a big difference in their their reach and their audience. Sure,
0: it's a really interesting way to look at it. I never thought about that before. I'm definitely read that article after this. See, um, so this is at Motika. for any listeners unfamiliar with Motika, what's like a good way of like getting there? Like, well, where is Motika?
1: Um, Motorco is in um, downtown Durham, and uh, there is a lot of construction around there, but you can find parking. Um, on our website, there's information about parking, and there's free parking, street parking, and also uh, paid parking. Um, the venue, our venue is going to be inside, so all the, like, even if it rains, we're, everybody's going to be inside, so that's nice, and if it's really crazy hot, going to be inside and then there's uh motorco has like a restaurant attached to it and also we have a new veranda where we do uh wood fired uh food like and all that kind of stuff so if you want to grab a bite there you can um it's like the cap is like 450 for shows so it's it's big but not too big it's just like a comfortable size and i think it's just like a, a fun place to see a show at
0: yeah that's a really great size for a, a venue um i know there's a lot of bands playing on like each or are, are the sets going to be like is going to be like a lot of like rapid fire sets are you all
1: ready? i mean there's the the changeover between sets is about 15 minutes or so um and you know we're doing line checks but we and the sets are, I think they're a decent amount. They're 30, between about 30 to 45 minutes. And it just depends on um, the the size of the, uh, the band and I mean, what kind of audience it has. Like local bands are gonna play more like a 30 minute set and then bands that are from out of town are given a little bit more time. Thanks.
0: Um, is there anything else specific that you want our, our listeners to know about during this festival?
1: Oh yeah, I would love everyone to come. We dropped the two day passes to $50 to make it more accessible. But if there's only one day you wanna go to, those passes are only $30, but you should encourage your friends to come. And even if your friends don't wanna come because they might not be into it, just come and make new friends.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's always better with friends in those shows. Um, Before we go, uh, uh, what are some of your favorite artists or either in this scene or just in general? Uh, what's like your like general music
1: oh wow i like i like too many bands like i think i stopped having favorite bands like a while ago but i'm really excited about upcheck i think they're an amazing band um uh i'm excited about sweeping promises and wombo and gustav and a lot of post-punk kind of music also like you know i like megan the stallion i like hip-hop i like a lot of different genres and a lot of different artists but like right now i think post-punk is uh the music that i'm the most excited about
0: sure um yeah thank you so much for speaking with us by the way it's been a really great combo
1: thank you thank you for having me awesome.
0: i appreciate you all for tuning in you can check out all of the interviews i have everyone here does at wknc.org slash podcast and click on off the record i'm valkyrie and i've been here with renee from lfg fest on wknc 88.1 fm hd1 raleigh